You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekoime. James 5, 16, 17 and 18. Let's read together as a family. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man <laughs> availeth much Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months and he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit somebody shouted the game amen Seven important prayers to pray consistently. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Father, thank you for blessing the reading of your word. I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven, not the lips and the tongues of clear bliss. Seven, some of you are that tonight. I will come to your people with a thus said the Lord. Move us from where we are to the very places reserved and preserved for us with us always give the praise and glory and the honor in Jesus wondrous name we have prayed somebody shout a big amen you may be seated in God's wonderful presence I believe that you have been enjoying a most refreshing time in God's presence in the past two and a half weeks I also believe that the end of the matter is better than the beginning and I do know that God is working behind the scene causing everything literally to work together for our good if you believe that shout a big amen about three years ago I taught a series I'm not sure how many part series uh, with the same topic seven important prayers to pray consistently and just want to summarize that in a few minutes uh, to strengthen and to encourage you because many times whilst we know that we should pray and we know the import of praying sometimes we don't quite know what prayer points we should pray um, prayer is both a thing that is taught by way of principles but also prayer is caught prayer is caught because when you pray with people who are praying people the mantle the amount of prayer comes upon it but importantly prayer is taught if it's not taught the disciples not ask Jesus teach us how to pray even as the disciples of John did teach them how to pray now uh, when we go into prayer our focus and our desire and our aim is not just to exert energy but is actually to gain the attention of heaven praise the Lord the intention and the purpose of every prayer that is effective is to gain the ear of the attention of heaven not just to his ear but also to gain answer to our prayers as we study the scripture you find it's not every prayer that is prayed by the saint that is necessarily heard by God James 4 2 says you lost and have not you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain you fight and war yet you have not because you ask not 
So the number one reason there why we don't have what we could should have is simply because we don't ask at all. But it goes on to explain. You ask and receive not. So it's possible to ask, right? And it's possible not to receive after asking. Why? Because you ask amiss. You miss the target. You miss the will of God that you may consume it upon your loss. So number one reason why we don't have, we don't ask at all, prayerlessness. But number two reason why we don't have is because we don't pray aright. We don't pray effectively. Now, I want to share with you a few scriptures that will uh, further impress upon your heart and confidence when you go to God in prayer. Right. Number one, Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So number one reason why you should have confidence in prayer is that God has already invited you to come. Right. There is an open-ended invitation. It's for you to respond to that. You come boldly, not cowardly, not timidly. What emboldens you in prayer is not your right deeds as much as his righteousness. Righteousness speaks of right standing before the law. What makes you stand right is not your deeds or your misdeeds. No, but because of his finished work. Hello, somebody. So righteousness is credited into your account by way of faith. Praise Lord, somebody. Now, your own righteousness based on your deeds or lack of deeds, as Bible declares in Isaiah, is considered unto God as a filthy rag. Praise God. That is simply a menstrual rag. That means no matter how right you want to do, in the eyes of God, outside the blood of Jesus Christ, it is filthy. It's not counted. It's not honored in heaven. But when you receive his cloak of righteousness by faith, when you stand before him, he sees not you, but he sees Jesus. Praise God, somebody. So Paul wrote to them in Rome, said, I perceive there are some of you who, because of your ignorance of what righteousness is, you go about seeking to establish your righteousness, right? Rather than accepting his righteousness. So while we are bold in prayer, it's not your deed or missing, no, but because his righteousness is credited to your account. Hello, somebody? So you have access to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. So we pray because we will always need help from him, right? Number two, Matthew 7, 7, just to build confidence when you pray. Prayer should not be a hit and a miss preposition. You can pray effectively and know you're getting answers. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Hear this. For everyone without exception that asketh, receiveth. For everyone that seeketh, findeth. For everyone that knocketh on the door, the door shall be opened. Again, the Lord said here that if only you ask, seek, and knock, you will gain the answer. So the question is, are you going to ask? 
Are you going to seek? Are you going to knock? It's an open end invitation. Now, First John 5, 14, what are we doing? We're building confidence in a God who answers prayers. That you can pray to God, have the assurance He will hear you, He will also answer you. First John 5, 14, we're building a case like a law will build a case. First John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in Him that if, again the word is if, if we ask anything, now the condition is placed in what anything is. If we ask anything, stop there, not anything really, there's a condition. According to His will. So it can't just be asking anything, no, the anything must be in line with His will. So anything you ask God for that is outside His will is not anything that He answers. Hello somebody! Hello, somebody. So that anything has a qualification. It must be within the ambit of his will. Which means, if you don't know the will of God, you don't have the confidence to ask and be sure you will hear an answer. So knowing the will of God gives you any confidence to ask of him and know he will hear you, he will answer you. Right? According to his will. He hears us. Well, that is good. But he says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask. Now, obviously, that whatsoever we ask will be the same thing as according to his will, right? Whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. You know, Jesus, at the graveside of Lazarus in John 11 says, Father, I, I, I know that you hear me always. Likewise, as believers, there must be that sense of confidence that as God's children, we pray, all right, and he hears us always. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're building a case. John 15, verse number 7. We're here on Sunday morning. And we saw the potency of praying based on the words that are filled in your heart. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, again, the condition is there, then you shall ask what you will, right? And it shall be done unto you. Hearing is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Now, the point is, if you abide in Jesus and his words abide in you, you will ask him what you will, but listen, what you will will be what he wills. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Praise Lord somebody. Now, that, that is seen from two perspectives. Number one, when you delight yourself in the Lord, whatever your desires are, he will grant you. Whilst that is good, but there's another dimension. Listen carefully. When you delight yourself in the Lord, listen carefully, very important. He will make your desire become his desire. You will want what he wants for your life. So when you ask him, what you're really asking him is the prayer point or the desire he impressed upon your heart. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Let's go again. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And I'm telling you what you will will is what he wills for you. Right? And it shall be done unto you. Hearing is my father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. John 14, we're giving the case again. 
John 14, 13. Confident in prayer. You can go to him confidently. That he will hear you. He will answer you. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name. He introduces now access through and by his name. So on Sunday, you don't pray for his name, for, for his Christ, for Christ's sake. You pray in the name of the Lord. So, for whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. There again, you see the power and the potency of the name of Jesus in prayer. Hallelujah. Jesus gave a parable in Luke 18 verse 1. He says, men ought to always pray and not to faint. And we'll find that, that you will either become a pre, P-R-E-Y, if you don't pray, or you become a testimony if you do pray. So men ought not to faint. Hallelujah. Says, what men ought to pray always and not to faint. So the answer to fainting or being weak is praying on a consistent basis. Praise the Lord somebody. Now, I want to look at seven important prayers. I, I preached this three years ago before Roger began um, and I thought to just capture this again in a, in a bullet point and share with us so that in the course of your prayers uh, you see some prayer points that ought to be regular prayer points as part of what you pray before the Lord because they're things that keep you on the place of victory. Number one constantly we ought to pray for the divine presence of God. Divine presence of God. It's very very important because whenever God shows up in a man's life he shows up never to take sides he shows up to take over. He shows up to take over. Bible declares in Romans 8.31 What shall we say concerning these things? If God be for us, who or what can be against us? It was said concerning Jesus Christ and how God, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost with power. He went about doing good. Hear this? Healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. Guess what? Because God was with him. Hallelujah. When God is with a man, there is a guarantee of victory. So one prayer point, you ought to ask God, I yearn for your tangible, manifest presence upon my life. It was the cry of Moses in Exodus 33. It says, except you go with us, take us not from this place. Exodus 33 verse 13 says, now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, Exodus 33, 13, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight. Hear this, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give you rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up from this place. Now, now listen, there were about to come into the promised land but Moses was saying I don't want to go into my promised land into my breakthrough into my new house my new car my marriage without your presence what will make Canaan land worthwhile is your presence and if your presence will not go with us from this place there don't take us from here that is a value for his manifest presence. Praise God, somebody. Number two prayer point I want to pray regularly is to pray for the guidance and the leadings of God. It is an awesome privilege given us as believers to be led by the Holy Ghost. The Bible declares in Romans 8.14 As many as are led, so many can be led. 
right? Being led by the Holy Ghost is not something that is designed for some uh, 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 spiritual juggernaut, some apostle, prophet. No, no, no. Every believer can be led by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Said he's your shepherd, you're the sheep of his pasture, right? And my sheep hear my voice, and the voice of no other will they hear or they follow. So if you're born again, listen, it is second nature for you to hear his voice. It's not that complex. Just like a child will, will, will know the voice of the father. Likewise, as a child to your father in heaven, you know his voice by nature. Right. So it is natural to be led by the spirit of the living God. So you cry a lot, lead me, guide me. Why? Where God leads, he preserves. Where God leads, he provides. Where God leads, he protects. Praise God. So the easiest way to be blessed, lead me into my prepared blessing. The easiest way to be provided for, lead me into where you provided. Easiest way to be protected, lead me into where you protected me. Praise God, somebody. So we must pray constantly, lead and guide me. Hallelujah. The other prayer point that is something we ought to pray regularly is to constantly ask God to endure us with His glory, with His tangible glory. We want to be glory carriers. Hallelujah. The Bible says that when the Ark of Covenant came before the river Jordan with the priest bearing the ark at the appearance of the ark which is the symbolism of God's presence and glory guess what the river Jordan fled it fled it parted for them that means when you are a glory carrier when you step into things or appear into a season that looks like it's tumultuous challenging trouble whatever it is it flees at the appearance of the glory of God there are people who carry the tangible aroma of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So it must be a prayer point, Lord. I want to be a glory carrier in my generation. Hallelujah, somebody. Remember, Moses again cried out in Exodus 33, 18. says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. So I want to pray for God to clothe us with his glory. When God clothes you with his glory... There can be no shame at all in your life. Hallelujah. When he clothes you with a garment of glory, there's no shame found in a man's life who God has covered with a garment of glory. Show me your glory. I want to be a glory carrier. Another prayer point we want to pray regularly is a prayer for revelation knowledge, for illumination, for understanding. The psalmist declared in Psalm 119 verse 18, Open the eyes of my understanding. That I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. We must pray for the opening of our eyes. We find Apostle Paul praying likewise in Ephesians 1.16. One of the uh, 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 Pauline epistles says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Listen. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and what? Revelation in the knowledge of him. That prayer is valid for the saints today. Father, open my eyes. You know why? Because the Bible is a container of secrets. And until the secrets are revealed to us, they don't belong to us. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things, they belong to God. Hallelujah. But the things that are revealed, they belong unto us and to our children so that we may obey Him. So we want those things that are 
yet in the secret realm to be revealed to us. Hallelujah to Jesus. So it's a prayer to open our eyes to behold wondrous things from the Holy Word. Another point we ought to pray regularly as believers is the prayer for wisdom. Wisdom. Kings who rule by wisdom. Princes decree justice by wisdom. Uh, James said in James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. That's prayer. Let him ask. That God giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. Remember, the one thing that Solomon asked for wasn't money, not riches, not for his enemies' lives, not for longing your days. He asked for one thing, wisdom. That I may have wisdom to be able to rule your people. And God said, you've asked for wisdom, but with wisdom I'm going to add the things you did not ask for. So wisdom comes with other things beyond what you ask for. Praise God. Praise God somebody. It says, wisdom makes the face of the wise to shine. Wisdom is better than the weapons of war. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wisdom is profitable to direct. In all that get to get what? Get wisdom. So, prayer for wisdom is a prayer we ought to pray constantly. Guess what? In this life, there are things you face that you require much more than human understanding. The wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. Number six, prayer point. You ought to pray regularly, rushing myself because of communion table. You ought to constantly ask the Lord to endure you with his favor. As a righteous man, favor is your commonplace. Psalm 512 says, The Lord will surround you, the righteous, listen carefully, with favor as a shield. He will encompass you. The word encompass means 360 degrees. Katobalia. You turn to the left, the favor of the Lord. To the right, favor. Before, behind, favor. So you are encompassed with the favor of the Lord. Praise God. You can grow in favor. Jesus grew in favor. Yeah. Look, 252, I believe it is. It says, he grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. He grew in favor before God and before men. Hello, somebody. So no matter what level of favor you're operating on, you can grow in that favor. Favor is that which compels men to serve your purposes. Just makes you likable. I don't know why I should do business with you, but I'm just inclined to transact with you. And you're dealing with multiple millions or billions there. But I'm just led. I'm just in that favor. <laughs> why is it there will be 10 people in a place and somehow one is picked up? Favor. Do you know why Esther became queen? I don't think she was particularly the most beautiful woman amongst them. You know why? In a beauty pageant, <laughs> when enough selection has been done, it gets a point in time when all these girls are so beautiful, it's hard to tell which is the most beautiful. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what in the world? They're all fine. Yeah? But there must be something that will distinguish all the fine girls from all the other fine girls. Favor! And in this year, 2020, the irresistible favor of God will set you apart for lifting in amazing ways. It was favor that caused Joseph to stand out. He was placed upon a coat of many colors that made him stand out among spears. Somebody said favor. May the garment of favor clothe you off of this year, separate you in the areas where you struggled. May favor elevate you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. You say it has not been by your own struggle, not your own power, not your own mind, but favor sought you out. Hallelujah. There are calls that favor has tied for you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He that finds a wife does what? Finds a good thing and what? Obtains favor from the law. So favor will help you locate your wife and your husband. Single sisters, favor is fetching you up. Single brothers, favor will help you find her out. Come on, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 30 verse 7 says, Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain to stand strong or to stand out. All right. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made thy mount, my mountain to stand strong or stand out, that thou didst hide thy face and I was troubled. Favor will cause your mountain to stand out and to stand strong. Another prayer point you ought to pray regularly, consistently, is a prayer of consecration and sanctification. Beloved, I don't know how best to put this to you, but it is purity that begets power. One of the greatest defense of the church in this last day and age is a people who are walking in consecration. Bible declares, let your garment ever be white and your head not to lack ointment. So, as your garment is whitened in consecration, <laughs> in sanctification, and when you're walking in consecration, listen carefully, there are things that you will not do no longer because they are sinful. That's it, different. But because they form a part of your consecration to God. You've gone beyond the realm of, is it sin? Is it not sin? No. It's your consecration. There's certain things that God will lead you to begin to do, to live in a particular way, not because not doing it will be sinful, but for you in particular, it's a part of his demand for your consecration. It's very important. Very important. And that is how you, you build on a personal covenant with your God. You don't make a doctrine out of it because others can could do it, right? It's not particularly their business. But for you, it is your own way of saying, God, I'm, st I'm standing out for you in this regard. It's very important. The Lord said to me some days ago, said, your consecration will be one of the greatest defense, not offense, weapon of defense against the enemy in this last day and age. That he will come to you and not find anything of his own. Very important. The Bible declares in 2 Corinthians 6.17, and I close with this. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Hallelujah. Come out from amongst them. I will be your God, and you will be my shoe. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival 
across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.